All right, everybody. Next review. Uh, this week, we have a special treat. We have Arbiter joining us, uh, along with Rachel and myself, the scientists. So what's up, guys? What's up? What's going on? All right, guys, it's good to have you guys on board here. We're doing our podcast through Anchor. So it's one of these new podcast apps, right, where we basically conference in with each other. And so we got to admit, so far, it's been uh, pretty cool, right? What do you think, Rachel? Yeah, I mean, this is pretty sweet. You can edit, you can upload to uh, quite a few platforms, uh, I mean, as long as they approve of you. (laughs) Right. And I was looking through the format, and you can actually, like, add little music here and there and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can add little snippets. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, they got little little nicks and knacks here. Awesome, sounds good. So yeah, so working with with Anchor has really helped our our program follow through a little bit, a little bit more smooth. Considering we all have our busy schedules, our daily lives, so to speak. But yeah. today's today's topic, we're talking about vinyl records. We're going back to vinyl and mm-hmm. comparing it with today's. Um, digital music along with uh, CDs and cassettes, right? Yep. Yeah. So we got a, a little bit on our plate. So before we get started, let's just discuss that we are somewhat in the same age group, I'd say, right? We're, we're not that far off. Not I would say so. In the 80s and, and 90s. <clears throat> okay. So you, so Arbiter, you got to experience the 80s a little bit more than us, right? Oh, I'm the elder statesman. Sure, sounds like it. <laughs> I'll take that. That's cool. <laughs> so you really got a chance to enjoy the cassettes, right? Yeah, and the vinyl. Uh, like growing up, uh, we had one of those, uh, you know, stereos that, you know, like the, and it had like an eight track player, which I didn't really mess around with. I know we had a, a few lying around. And I would check them out, but I don't, I cannot recall what they were. Uh, probably some like Mexican music that my parents were into that I wasn't feeling. So, mm-hmm. um, but they, uh, we had the record player, and my sisters. I have two older sisters, so they had records, and I would just listen to whatever they had. And my parents did have a few Johnny Cash and uh, Elvis records. So, oh man, Elvis primarily was like my first musical hero. Like he's who uh, I jammed to the most when I was like in my elementary years, up until okay. like, middle school when when I started, you know finding my own tastes a little bit more. Okay. So you, you had like, if I'm not mistaken, because I think I had this at grandma's house. This was that huge console, right? Yeah. The, the one that I had, yeah, it was like this big stacked thing with a glass cover in the front, a little glass door. And <coughs> your player was on the very top. Oh, okay. I see. I see. And uh, Rachel, what about you? Tell me about your, uh, your uh, age group and what did you start off with? Well, I grew up uh, in the transition from tapes to CDs, actually, because growing up, I remember that's pretty much all we had were tapes. Right. And I had to learn how to rewind with my finger or the cap of a pen. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then CDs came out and we we're all like, wow, what is this? It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So we're part of the uh, we, I'm, I'm 1985. That's so I got a little bit of the 80s feel. But like you, Rachel, I was all cassettes um, going into CDs, um, which, mm-hmm. you know, today it's all about digital, the digital sound, the digital downloads. Yeah, the perfect and crystal clear sound. That perfect crystal clear sound. And is the question is that million dollar question for music lovers is 
do we really want that? And if so, where do we want it? So that's our topic for the day when compared to vinyl music, which was the exact opposite. Yeah. Arbor, what do you think about today's digital music in comparison with, with vinyl? Like sound quality wise? Sure. And preferences. Well, for me, uh, like I do have a record player uh, and I have a couple of records. I'm not, well, because I already like collect other things. So to add vinyl to the list is yet another thing my money would go to. And like, uh-huh. I already have enough that I spend on. So I'm trying to control that. But when I do listen to it, it sounds great. It does take me back. There is, I think, not just the sound quality. I think it's the interactive experience that a lot, like, a lot, I think that a lot of people are into. You know what I mean? So like you got to uh-huh. listen to the record. And you hear that little static at the beginning and it starts and then it ends. And you got to physically get up. Go change the record, you know, flip it over, set it back up again. So there's like an interactive experience, and I get that. But as far as like me, like I have to commute every morning, and I have, you know, I go to the gym. I can't take my record player there, obviously. Right. For me, digital is is a huge thing, uh, like a huge um, advantage. You know what I mean? I can I can set playlists and put all that together, and then just you know, download them and or whatever whatever I got to do to be able to. Uh, listen to them on the go and whatnot and that is a huge all right so after a little uh brief mishap uh, getting adjusted to this uh app so one of the things that arbiter was saying is how comparing the digital the digital music having thousands of music on a little device to take with you on the go is very is a very practical thing when comparing it to that that vinyl record the big bulky uh box to carry around um so that's really interesting. And, you know, Rachel, you're the one who got me into vinyl. I, if I'm not mistaken, okay. you, bought, you bought me my first record a couple years ago. And this is back in, what, 2016, 17, maybe? Yeah, and it was a couple years ago. I believe you got me the Fleetwood, the Fleetwood Mac um, album, rumors. right? Yeah, the yeah. Rumors album, which was like, when I got a hold of this, I just fell in love, even just smelling the, the age on this record. It was amazing. Yeah, you can you can smell the distress, the the time on it. it yeah, you can you can tell it's gone through a few things. Yeah, it has its age, its history. So that's what I did. It after that, it's like I just became somewhat of a vinyl junkie. I don't have many, but I have quite a bit. Um, the last one that I bought, believe it or not, was the the new Michael Bublé record, which okay. has no title. It's just a, a heart logo, which, mind you, I also have it on Spotify. So. I'm always done, uh, streaming. It's an amazing album, but that record sound, that's what I want to talk to in just a bit, that record sound. But before I do okay. that, Rachel, why don't you tell me about your take on vinyl versus digital? Well, personally, I prefer vinyl, uh, the, older, the older stuff, really, okay. mainly because of the sound. I like the that little crackling that you get here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it's during the time of vinyl, things were, how would I say it? Not perfect, I guess, as far as music recording. Today, you can record something and you can edit out whatever you want. You can move things around whenever you want. Mm-hmm. But back in, back in those times when recording on tape, things had to be perfect. If the recording wasn't perfect, it was either it stayed there or you had to redo the whole song. Mm-hmm. And for me, it... It's the, the imperfection that gives it more quality, more life. Mm-hmm. 
I see. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that. And I think that's what did it for me too, which moves us into the next part. Which records, uh, which vinyl records are good to have in your collection? What should people be looking out for? I mean, if they're going to answer with, dude, I can spend 99 cents and buy a song here or $5, mm-hmm. way less. I mean, we're not buying a necessity here. People, um, consumers aren't buying a necessity here when they're, when we're trying to convince them to, to go buy vinyl, to preserve this, this, um, mm-hmm. this format. Yeah. In the end, it comes down to why should the new generation be buying vinyl? Not because it's the trendy thing, but why do you think people should be buying vinyl? Arbiter, what do you think on that? Uh, I, I do, I do like the idea of it being, uh, <clears throat> like a preservation of, of like, of like history to a certain extent, you know, um, I, I would, I would argue that it's probably, if you're going to go, cause you know, I don't know if y'all have noticed the whole tape thing is kind of becoming a thing again. People yeah. It's a really cool yeah. stuff on tape cassettes, which, which was kind of like the bridge between, you know, like, uh, portability and, and ease of use. With the sacrifice yeah. of sound quality, because it would degrade over time. You know what I mean? The more you use uh-huh. that tape, it'll start to get warbled and and like and warped and uh-huh. you know stuff yeah. like that. So, so I don't understand that whole thing. I can't. I get vinyl. <clears throat> I don't get why tapes are coming back. That to me personally seems kind of like a like a trendy thing. <coughs> okay. Or something. Or maybe it's just a, the the nostalgia loop has come back. The people who grew up with tape are now like wanting to use tape because I, I i went through that too i mean even though i said you know like by by middle school uh i was already i already had my like my walkman my sony walkman which was like an essential for me to survive of course yeah yeah and like my, my pocket full of tapes whatever i could carry and mixtapes i mean i would record stuff off of mtv or the radio and i would make my mm-hmm. own mixtapes of songs that i wanted to listen to and it sounded horrible but it got me through the day or whatever yeah yeah so and and that that for that i did like tapes you know you, you could like you know re-record over them and stuff and make your own your own playlists so uh you know which is, is is interesting now that i think about it the whole playlist thing i've been doing it since i was a kid it's just now i do it at the tap of the screen whereas before i had to sit in front of the radio or the tv and wait for that song that i liked and i never mm-hmm. caught the whole thing i missed the first few seconds you know, and then you'd hear the click as it come came on, and then when I, you know, went back to listen to it. So, uh, I went off on a little rant there, and now I forgot what the question was. <laughs> if, uh, well, I mean, uh, weighing in on what you just said, I mean, stores like Target are now carrying cassettes, wow. uh, but it's it's part of this nostalgia resurgence thing. People want that little. That little like, oh, yes, like I remember when we used to have this, I'm going to take it. Why? Because I did it. Um, I bought cassettes just because, you know, I had them when I was a kid, Um, Mm -hmm. which I would like to get a hold. I know Green Day was one of our topics, but Green Day was one of the cassettes we started with, you know, and I would like to have that cassette. And it's not just because of the music. We're also forgetting it has that artwork on it, Mm -hmm. the lyrics on it which was mm-hmm. huge for us because we wanted to sing along and we wanted to have that artwork. Oh, yeah. But <clears throat> going back to it, what records are worth investing money in? I guess that would be the good question. Uh, Rachel, what do you think? Wait, um, are you all talking about like a first initial pressing of a record or just even if it's a reissue? Even if it's a reissue. Oh, okay. Um. Well, personally, I like to record the older stuff, like the stuff that has that classic vinyl smell. Like, 
Okay. Me, I always go back and I'm always looking in the classic section. I'm looking for uh, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Queen, Rush, you know, all the classics. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. And it's, I feel like it's really worth it because you can hear, you can literally hear the time that that vinyl has been alive. You can hear its life. You can hear that crackling, like I said, and mm-hmm. it, it just gives it another dimension. <clears throat> okay. I like that. See, like I said, my latest record uh, vinyl that I bought was Michael Bublé's, uh, I'm going to call it the Heart Album. Um, and I played on my record player on my turntable, and I also have the digital copy. But that intimacy, that it's a very intimate feeling when you put that record on the turntable. You put the needle, you hear that opening popping sound before the music kicks in. It's just something that you just have to feel it. You just have to be have a passion for music to appreciate it. And that's what I have. See, like, again, I mentioned, I, I also say how, Ray, so you got me into vinyl. So I do have old ones. I, you know, obviously, as mentioned, Fleetwood Mac, some of the best uh, vinyl that I have, you know, is mm-hmm. Tom Petty or Jimi Hendrix. Then it sounds so much better in vinyl. So finishing off on a thought that I had before, again, we had a, a little mishap, but it goes with it. Um, I had found, you know, on the topic of vinyl, I found these lyrics that I remember um, a few years ago listening to a song by Tim McGraw. So the song is called Back When. So I went on the on old Google and I Googled his lyrics and really like what he says here. He says, I love my shiny vinyl, clicks and pops and white noise. Man, they sounded fine. Okay. So I really, really relate to that. I mean, again, going back to, you know, discovering vinyl for the first time, I thought it was played out. I thought it was like a, a mom and dad type of thing. I mean, I don't know. It's because of my age, you know, going into 30s. I mean, mid 30s, but I'm a huge fan of vinyl. And with that said, I want to, you know, basically go around the table here and ask a question about which vinyl records are essential to have. And if you could recommend maybe two albums tops for people to listen to. Um, I'll start and then we'll go around the table uh, with Arbiter and Rachel to close this off. So basically the two records I'd recommend, if anything, I would go with, um, you know, I am, I'm a huge orchestra classical music listener and I just love that sound. So anything with classical or, um, or orchestral, basically relating to the Baroque period, I know we're not dealing with rock music, but that's how I like my vinyl music. I love, you know, to hear that that raw sound. Mm-hmm. And the other one that I would really recommend is Beth Hart with Joe Bonamassa. It's not vintage, but when you hear that guitar and the way she sings, oh my goodness, I would like. It's amazing. And I'm I'm cheating, but I'm also gonna say Nina Simone. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> so, Arbiter, you're up. All right, man. Well, I mean, if we're going for you know like essential albums and and if and they should be in vinyl i would say you know maybe stuff that you know that also did come out come out at the time when vinyl was like the platform so i'm gonna have uh-huh. to go with uh, the classic Jimi hendrix are you experienced you know you okay. got to hear him with you know that warmth and that crackle and that, that natural sound and then um dv ray vaughn you know uh, you can pick yes. any one of his uh first few records uh, but you know, his first one, you know, uh, the one you know, I'm blanking on the name. What was it called? Stevie Ray Vaughan. The his first album. 
Yeah. Let me see. Give me a piece. Uh, oh, Texas Flood. Okay, yeah. Texas Flood. So, so that would, those would be the ones, you know, because they have such great, distinct, warm, you know, full, natural tones in their guitar playing and their voices. I think they complement well with, uh, with the whole vinyl sound and, and maybe just, a, you know, uh, a shot of whiskey or something to chill with. That's nice. Sounds good. Sounds good. And lastly, Rachel, give me your top two vinyl records that you'd recommend. Uh, it's kind of tricky. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to narrow down all to, you know, a couple of vinyl that I would really recommend. But mm-hmm. firstly, since it's kind of biased, this was the first vinyl record I ever bought. And since then, I've just fallen in love with this record. It's Led Zeppelin's Three. To me, that's okay. just classic Led Zeppelin. You got a bunch of good songs on there. I mean, it just sounds amazing. And then on top of that, the vinyl itself has uh, almost like an interactive feel to it because there's like a little wheel on there. I don't know if you've seen the cover of the CD, but it's like white with a bunch of little dots on it. Okay, and, yeah, uh, I'm looking at it. You'll have the different band members on there, and you can spin the wheel on the side, and you can move it around. It's it's pretty neat. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm looking okay. at the cover right now. That's a trippy cover. So I got to ask. Are we playing this record backwards and hearing things? No, I, uh, I'm not really into those kind of, kind of <laughs> theories, but I have been tempted to try it here and there, but in the end, I, I just want to hear the music. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want to start destroying your record yeah, or record player. Damage it? I'm assuming yeah. that damage it. It, it would if, if you do it wrong. Yeah. And then so, uh, actually uh, one more record that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Not not a lot of people understand or really enjoy this artist, but mm-hmm. when I first heard this record, uh, it was just so odd and so out there that I, I just gravitated toward it. It's uh, mm-hmm. Frank Zappa's Apostrophe. Okay. And it's if you're not familiar with Frank Zappa or don't even know what kind of music he plays, at first listen you'll be completely thrown off. You'll be like, why is this guy legendary? It's so weird. <laughs> but I think, I guess some, since I'm just a little weird myself, it sounded so original. I had never heard anything like it before. And mm-hmm. to this day, I'm, I'm just replaying that record over and over again. It's, it's really you know, great. To weigh in just for the final uh, seconds that we have for our show, you also, you know, you have a, you're, you're always sending me new music. Check this out, check this out, check this out. And I've basically listened to everything you've sent me. And you've introduced me to like 90% of what I also know. And I know that's what we've <laughs> always done our whole lives, you know, being related. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when you sent me Frank Zappa, and I believe it was that album, you're like, listen to it, listen to it. Yeah. Oh, I my God. <laughs> Did I want to throw my iPod against the wall? <laughs> You're right. You have to listen to it more than once. But when I first heard it, I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. But maybe I'll go back and hear, uh, listen to it again. I don't know. What's the name of that? And I mean, it's, it's really hard to classify the music, but to be, uh, I guess, sounding a little arrogant or cocky or whatever, I would call it like uh, experimental progressive jazz rock. Whoa. <laughs> It's, it's really odd. I mean, most of his lyrics are almost spoken word, like very jazzy. Yeah. 
Yeah. But the music is almost impossible to play. And that's because he made it that way. Okay. This is a Frank Zappa apostrophe, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which would be an entire new topic for a future episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can dive deeper into it. Yeah. So one of the final thoughts I want to say is, I mean, off the top of my head, as you guys are going around the table t- telling us about our favorite records, what we should buy, and it's comparison to digital. I mean, I'm thinking vintage Hank Williams, and that's not fair. I've already added like three or four to the list, and <laughs> so I'm just going to stop and say Meet the Beatles is also a great record to have. But, you know, I want to say that this was an awesome topic, and obviously there's going to be a part two. This is going to be ongoing because I like where this is going. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I really, I mean, really mm-hmm. go ahead. You can always go deeper. You can always go deeper into this discussion all the time. I mean, there's like, I mean, who started the comeback? I mean, we we could talk about, I mean, record store day, cassette store day that that's been happening. I mean, there's way more to cover. Yeah, definitely. So maybe, um, yeah, we should definitely do a, a second topic on this. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. All right, uh, guys, just uh, go ahead quickly. Let let our listeners know where they can find us on social media and share their music with us. All right. I mean, uh, we're we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook, obviously. We have our own website, theskepticsreview.com, and you can find all the links to our social medias on there. Uh, we have a YouTube channel that we're trying to work on. I'm trying to figure this, still trying to figure this uh, this app out. But yeah, we're here on Anchor, and uh, hopefully soon enough we'll be on Spotify soon. Yeah, so people can weigh in on all our social media feeds, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Weigh in on your thoughts. Send us your music. Send us your thoughts. And we keep getting requests to have music featured, which we are getting to. We're getting very close to starting to, uh, to feature bands. And this is something I want to weigh in. I want to call these bands and have them live on our show um, yeah. to ex- ex- hear their thoughts on how their music um, – comes to be and where we can find him so any last uh words gentlemen before we sign off uh no i think uh i think this pretty much covers it all yeah i mean just uh yeah just hit us up on on all those social media platforms and you know just keep uh being adventurous with uh the music to listen to and have fun with it all right sounds good gentlemen so uh again i want to sign off for all of us and say thank you guys for listening and please Uh, Continue to support us as we continue to grow here on the Skeptics Review, and we will see you later. See ya. All right, laters.